Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Invisible World. I'm your host, Frank Todaro. Well, tonight, we're going to take a break a bit from the norm here. A while back, I pre-recorded a phone interview with Terry Koenig, owner of the Paranormal A Radio Network out in Canada. Long-time listeners of the show may know him as my co-host on Spectral Retrospective and UFO History Lesson, and a good friend of mine. Now, Terry himself has had some rather well, not-so-normal experiences over the years, something he's chosen to never actually speak about on the air over all those years he's been in radio, but something we spoke about in private. Well, we got to talking one day, and as he was opening up to me about uh, a few stories I had never heard before, I suggested that it might be time for him to tell me his story on the radio, finally. To which he agreed, and the interview you are about to hear is the result. So, as Terry often says on the myriad of programs he hosts, be sure to keep a light on, because some of the stuff is pretty spooky. Keep in mind that this episode is going to be longer than our usual, clocking in at over an hour, I believe. But here it is, presented in its entirety. Enjoy. So I think this might actually be the first time you're, you're an official guest on the show, Terry. I know. It feels great to be official, sir, and uh, thanks for having me back on. So for those of you guys playing along at home, Terry Koenig is the owner of one of the top paranormal networks in the world, Paranormal A, spelled with a question mark because he's Canadian. He's a host <laughs> himself of a wide array of shows. I'm sure he doesn't remember all the shows he's in, including co-hosting Spectral Retrospective and UFO History Lesson, along with yours truly. Chances are, if you are into this stuff at all, you've heard his dulcet Canadian accent grease your mobile device at some point. But what you might not know is that Terry himself and his family have had a long series of, <clears throat> well, let's say experiences with something strange in his northern neighborhood that has been going on for quite some time now. And he's never really talked about this on the radio before, so he's going to do so on The Invisible World as kind of an interview. I guess this is an interview. But before we get too far into things, I want to point out here at the top of this whole thing that this is not the reason that you got into the paranormal radio field, or the field in general at all, uh, but something that happened along the way, right? Yeah, I, I got into it. Some people probably heard this story before, but I got into it because I had a huge experience with the, the Blue Ghost Tunnel, which no one has access to anymore because it's all blocked off. But um, we went there, and we were, I was into the paranormal a long time ago, had some stuff happen at school, things like that. But then we got into, uh, just one day we were watching someone, I think it was Ghost Hunters, God, I'd hate to plug that, but I think it was Ghost Hunters. <laughs> and we went out to Blue Ghost because at the time it was a secret place that nobody knew about. You had to be in the know or know someone who knew someone because it was so hidden and buried that, you couldn't find it unless you knew how to move the one tree branch and see the arrow that said, down this way, Blue Ghost. So before somebody <laughs> screwed up and told everybody where it was, but we went down there. We, you know, we thought we were cool. We had our big, huge flashlights. We had recorders, you know, cell phones, cameras, and all that stuff. And then we literally walked in, like, a few feet. Swear to God, I'm not making it up. We saw, like, a black dog at the end, other end, which is part of the lore for there. And we're like, okay, that's just somebody's dog got loose, whatever. So we kept walking through, and then one by one, all of our electronic devices all died on us. So we're in the middle of this tunnel, like in the middle of nowhere. 
I would use much more colorful language if it wasn't your show, but in the middle of nowhere, and like all the, everything just goes dark, and then we're like, wow, this ain't right. So we had to find our way out of there in the dark, which is actually quite dangerous, because they didn't really want people in there, and it's old railroad track, you step in the wrong spot, it could break, and you fall to your doom. So yeah, and I've had multiple experiences there before it closed down, so my buddy and I, we're going to start a a paranormal website together, and he backed out, and then I ended up starting this, so. And now here we are, what, 24 shows later? <laughs> and we actually went over that story on uh, Historical Hauntings Canada, right? That was the same phenomenon? I have, yeah. Yep, yep. So that was how it all got started. And, you know, just from there. I, I'm no investigator. We'll definitely say that. So. <laughs> wow. I I wouldn't go that far. If you, if you had the, the interest and the little machines in your hands and the... Uh, the will to do it, you're an investigator, right? There are no experts in this field. Isn't that what we always yammer on about well, yeah. on this radio? Yeah, but I, I just like to say I'm here to learn. The other people I interview are the investigators and such. <laughs> I live in Canada. Yeah, I would consider an investigator who only goes out, like, in the summer because, you know, in the winter if you go ghost hunting here, you're going to, like, die and look like the shining guy. <laughs> <laughs> so it's physical <laughs> endurance that's the delineation for you. I got it. All right, so let's talk about the reason why you're here. All this stuff we're going to get out now onto the airwaves. You've got some fandom that wants to hear what's been going on with you. So when did this all start? Well, one thing quick. I know, I know people are going to write automatically. You know the haters are going to be like, oh, you're making this up. Blah. I'm not making any money off this interview. I'm not writing a book or anything. It's just something we're going to talk about because it scared the hell out of me. And uh, Frank asked because he's doing a series of awesome shows, so I was like, why not? <clears throat> but uh, yeah, like in our old place, it kind of started. It was a little weird place. Me and my parents and my wife were all sharing so we could save some money to get our own place. Like it was, it was little things like my son Jax, he's autistic. And uh, they always say if autistic kids have some sixth sense insight stuff there. <clears throat> and he kept telling us he had an imaginary friend. And this is a kid who at the time was non nonverbal, but he, he knew enough to be like, friend. Like, he was always playing with this thing that we couldn't see, and we're like, oh, cool, he has an invisible friend, let it be. Until one time he turned around and smiled at his invisible friend, and his face turned into utter terror. And it took hours to calm him down. He was just, we had to leave the house, take him to the park, and just, he was terrified of whatever he saw. So that was the start of it, and we'd have, like, you know, um, footsteps going up and down the stairs. It was a weird sectioned-off house, like, we lived at one end of the way at the other end of the house that we rented. It was our own little, like, living room, bedroom, baby room, you know, kind of thing. And then upstairs was where my parents and grandmother lived. Big staircase and creepy attic and all that stuff. You could always hear footsteps every night, even when they were sleeping. Because I know my parents' footsteps by now. When you're a kid and you grow up trying to be... Yeah, like, yeah. Devious, you, you know the sound of your own parents' footsteps. <laughs> you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> but, it's a good point. Know, yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, we moved out, and it all seemed to stop for a while. And I can't say the address or name of the house, and I'm going to have to change names when we talk about this, but we moved into the how do I, the other house, we'll just call it, and uh, it it started out okay. So I always hear these haunted house things, eh? It started out okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was weird, because if you go back and think about it, you hear all the other stories about some people are like, oh, it's drawn right to this house, and then other people are like, I didn't want it, but I went back, and for some reason I took it. We're like the second one because 
we went there, checked out. We didn't like it. We thought it was a can't say what I thought it was, but <laughs> they thought it was a garbage place to live. And yeah. uh, they called us back. Come on, take another look. We have some openings still, and they got purchased, and they redid it. And you know, they gave us some makeup, but it was still you know garbage place. But we're like, well, whatever. It's in our price range. Like, you can't go wrong for three bedroom, full basement for like eight hundred bucks a month. It's a pretty good wow. deal. Yeah, fenced in backyard, all that stuff. So we took it. That's like two dollars American, right? <laughs> like I can't swear on this stuff. <laughs> but uh, we moved. We moved in. There was no issues or anything. But then, you know, me and the wife were like the perfect couple, but we never really argued much. And as soon as we moved yeah. in this place, it was like within a couple of weeks. It was like we're arguing all the time. It was weird and just like it was just weird arguing stuff. We we're like, meh. We just moved. Literally no cash and had to move because the house we were renting sold. So like no time, no cash, and it's just like stress. We just ignored it. Now, if I might come in here, uh, just want to ask you because we talked about this clearly before the show. There's some things you're going to be telling me first for yeah. the first time here, uh, but you told me about the fighting. Now, without mm. prying too much into your personal life, because I'm sure you don't want that out in the world. No. That's not the first time we've heard of a haunting affecting interpersonal relationships with the people involved. So experiencing that firsthand, I mean, if, if you will, if, if it's too much, don't feel like you got to talk about it. Yeah. How does that feel? Like the things that you were fighting about, if you're fighting about some dumb issue that you never would, that never would have been a problem before, was it actually important to you at the time? Was it like, like, it was these, like whatever the minutia is? Yeah. It was kind of like one of those, like, I'm a very easygoing dude, and for some reason during the span there, it was just like, F this, if we're arguing, I'm going to win this argument, I don't care. Like, I'll say the meanest stuff known to man, she'll say the meanest, it was just weird, it's not like, it's not us. So, <clears throat> that was weird, and I didn't think anything of it at the time, because, you know, money issues, you just move with no no time, yeah. no fun. So we're just like, eh, well, whatever, like, we'll get over it, it's a little rough, rough hump or whatever, well, whatever. But it, I, I'd say it kicked off pretty because remember Jack's had invisible friends right and then he uh, him and his brother were sharing a room which they still do this day but they were they're the kids that you put them to bed never need a nightlight cover them up give them a hug give them a kiss give them a toy to cuddle they're sleeping until like 8 a.m. the next morning no issues well then randomly it's just like screaming in the middle like daddy daddy mommy mommy and we have to get up and like what is going on what's wrong and then it's just like the boogeyman, the boogeyman, the boogeyman, the boogeyman's here. And the they, boogeyman. The boogeyman. And at this time, they had not watched any shows or anything that showed ghosts. Like, you can watch Jake and the Neverland Pirates now, and they have ghost characters and, excuse me, things like that. But they hadn't watched anything with us or anything that would show boogeyman or whatever, right? That's just. Now, just for reference, it. this is in the second house now you're talking about, right? Right, right. Okay. So they were always afraid afraid of their closet and the whole room in general. So I had to get like night lights like crazy and hmm, thinking of that part now. Alright. Um and before we go into all this stuff, yes some of it can be debunked. Like there's the haters out there. I'm not saying that everything that happened had to be a ghost year or whatever, but there was something messed up in that house and scary and f- there was something there. So I'll be the first one to take any criticism over stuff that happened in a debunkery, it's fine. <clears throat> but uh you know, and then there'd be, like, weird stuff. Like, at the time, we thought it was just 
him being cutesy or whatever, but Ryder would take down his baby gate, which is weird because it's one of those ones that, you know those really thick ones you can, I don't know if you've seen them at Target, where you put them in the door, you put little screws on the sides so they fit the door perfectly, and then yeah. you put this handle down. So a little kid at, like, two should not be able to, like, unhook that, pull it off, and walk out. But <clears throat> we were sitting there watching TV, and you'd hear, hello, hello. Scared that out of us, but <laughs> we're like, what Whoa. the hell? And I got up, and I look up, and he's at the... <clears throat> if, you, if you look at this house, and you walk in the front door, there's to the left, there's a staircase. And the, you look up in the middle, there's the upstairs, their bedroom, and like a balcony, I guess you would call it, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Stand at the balcony, just repeatedly saying, hello, hello. In the weirdest, creepiest, like, kid from a horror movie-style way of saying it. Like, hi, buddy, what's, you know, what's wrong? Oh, nothing. And he just had us tuck him in, and then it was just weird stuff like that. And then... Weird. Their boogeyman fears got a lot worse to the point where, like, multiple nightlights, and for some reason, they were always getting broken. I don't know if it was, it could have been the kids, but they were getting broken like crazy, so I spent a ton at the dollar store getting all these nightlights that were getting destroyed <clears throat> throughout the days and stuff like that. But after a while, because you know me, I'll debunk anything. I'm like, guys, you're having a nightmare, whatever. <clears throat> Maybe they've seen a shadow of something. You know, whatever, it's, it's nothing. It's just funny because most people would, you see on TV would just jump to, oh my God, it's a demon. <laughs> but, you know, you and me would we debunk everything. But then after a while, it just got to the point where you you go in their room and you didn't like being there. It was just scary. You know, you get in there, you're like, oh, like what that? It feels like something's watching you. It got to the yeah. point where like nobody liked going in their room. And then, you know, my stepdaughter moved in with us and she had the same feeling in her room. And it, it was just weird. But so you, you again, the, the stepdaughter experienced something similar in her room. Well, she said she saw something once in a while kind of thing, but she didn't. She still hasn't gone into too much detail in the court case, so I'm not saying anything more about her, but um, it was just everybody hated that room, and even uh-huh. our room got weird after a while, you know, things like that, but that's, <laughs> I didn't give any credence to it, because still, kids, boogeyman, shadow, it's all normal stuff, right? I think we talk about once on Spectral, like, are we bad as parents if we just tell them it's all in their head? It's just... <laughs> They're seeing something, or do we automatically think, oh, you know, crap, there's something there. But then our neighbor <clears throat> decided to, to ask one day, like, and if it's a townhouse situation, their closet would be connected to the other, the neighbor's closet, kid's closet. So the kid's rooms were connected kind of thing. Yeah. And then she's asking, like, hey, um, my kids aren't sleeping too well. They're saying they see a boogeyman and all this stuff in their closet. And we just kind of looked at each other like, connecting <laughs> closets and their Jeez. kids are seeing stuff too interesting and you mentioned the fighting then we found out more that the time we lived there was like three years everybody in that row ended up having marital problems and their relationship was never the same or they broke up every single one except for and find this one interesting their religious family oh wow their religious family <laughs> in the end Never had any issues. Find out what religion Every, they are. Maybe that's the right one. Jeez. Well, they're 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 pretty heavy Christian kind of thing. So they had no issues, but the rest of everybody on that row had like marital issues, like arguing and stuff, or just flat out divorce. It was weird. <clears throat> Even when people moved out, new people came in, relationship ended, broken up. Jeez. Same thing. Well, over they had over, no so. issues that they told you about, at least. Well, yeah, like I said, it can be debunked, but after like yeah. was it one, two, three, eight? Eight or nine couples in circulation over three years end up getting divorced and 
breaking up in that in that section. After a while, you had to start thinking. Um, <laughs> yes, I do. Wanna, I want to jump in here for you guys listening at home. You're going to hear some very creepy moaning in the background, which I'm picking up here too in the studio. Oh, you that can is hear not the uh, <laughs> that is not the the phantom in question. Uh, that is not the boogeyman. That's just unfortunately uh, a very sad child in uh, in Terrible Terry's house. Yeah, <laughs> I'm in another. I'm in another room in a walk-in closet. I can still hear him together <laughs> in the living room. So sorry about that. But that's uh, okay. I just want to debunk that before it blows up yeah. on Twitter. Right? <laughs> that would be Wyatt. He's just angry. Terrible twos. Only one of our three kids had terrible twos. Figures. <laughs> now, has Wyatt had any experiences while uh, while you're talking about mm, this? He's still too young. He's just barely turned two, so he's not really like he speaks and stuff, but it's not like he can really relay anything yeah. to you except hungry, <laughs> thirsty, yeah. stuff like that. But, um, yeah, but Ryder, he's, he hasn't told us a lot about stuff, but the only thing weird he said to me, the middle child, is when we uh, we moved in here, I think it was like, oh, like last week, we've been here like two months, so last week mm-hmm. he's sitting with me and he's like, where is this toy? I'm like, oh, I don't know, but it's probably in the basement. We still haven't unpacked everything. And he's like, Okay, it's not the old house, though, right? I'm like, no, no, not the old house. Nothing's there. He's like, good, the old house is angry. <laughs> I'm like, why would wow, you say that? Sorry about that. The old house is angry, huh? Yeah, he just the old house is angry. And I'm like, why would you say that, buddy? Oh, it's just angry, Daddy. It's angry. Like, okay. <laughs> no, this is weird to me because, again, we talk about all this stuff on the radio all the time. And there are supposedly different types of hauntings and so forth. But when you started out talking about this, it sounded like something attached to either the kid or your family or some something like that, right? Followed you from the old house to the new house. And then well, yeah, until, you're with your neighbors. Until, so, let's go ahead. I was going to say, and oddly enough, in this house, knock on wood, no issues yet. So, yeah, it's kind of weird. Go ahead. Well, yeah. But no, just when you mentioned the thing about the neighbor... Uh, with the closets that are kind of aligned together, that would sort of talk about it. That, that would sort of uh, denote a haunting that's attached to a specific place or thing rather than a person. So, yeah, what do you think about that? Do you think that you know all of these rules that we pretend to know about hauntings? Uh, if this is something weird that's happening and not just explained away, do you yeah. think that they're two different things? Perhaps. Uh, there's a lot of <clears throat> BS arguing and stuff like that in the first house because, you know, when you move in with your parents and you have your own family and you want your own rules and you're sharing different sections and stuff like that, it never goes well. So that could have just been negativity in that house maybe. But we yeah. did oh yeah, for, we did go up back to that house when it was, like it sold and then people hadn't moved in yet and we had X amount of time to get crap out of there. And the old the old super called us and she's like, can you, you know, make sure nothing's there. So we we kind of, can't swear, we kind of manned up a little bit, and me and the wife went in the attic, which we'd never been in. This was just too weird and creepy. I don't like attics to begin with. You'd never been bit. in the attic in the old house that you lived in? No, never. So we went up there, and we're looking around. All that was up there, and it creeped me out because we had just watched The Possession. Have you seen that movie? I've not. The no. Jewish, it's, it's like the Jewish exorcist movie kind of thing. It's got yeah. the divot box and things. But uh, yeah. all of a sudden there was a creepy-ass chest right in the middle of the attic. I'm like, are you effing serious? I'm like, 
we've been here two years, and all that's up here is a stupid chest. I'm like, oh, great. I'm like, do we open it? She's like, uh, maybe. So we we opened it, and there was just, like, some old pictures and stuff, and nothing really big, but it's just like, you're freaked out of this stupid room for all this time, and all that's up here is this chest, and you, you sit there like, hmm, I've watched Hellraiser. Do I open this or not? I'm sorry, Terry, oh, yeah. you're, you're being all dismissive of finding a chest with old pictures sold in the in the attic that you've never been into in the haunted house where the boogeyman lives. What Do you have these pictures? What, what's going on, man? No, it was the lady who owns the house stuff, so we had, we left it there because she was getting okay. stuff out of there, too. Like, she owned it, we rented it, then she sold it, so... She got all that stuff out of there, but it was just, it was old like old timey pictures, like you know old western kind of deal, like the yellowy, burnt out kind of image, the old pictures and stuff like that. It was just some dudes, some families, and like it could have been connected to the footstep and the weird stuff in that house. But this is the first time I'm hearing this part of the story. Why didn't you show those pictures to your son and say, "Hey, is this that guy in your closet?" I mean, that's that's. If so I was writing this story as a narrative, you know, that, no, that's that what I would have. Not, hold on. That house is not okay. the Boogeyman house. That's the, the first house uh, where we moved to the Boogeyman house. That's the first one, okay. Because you were yeah, asking if it, it, yeah, because you were asking if it, like, carried over. At the time, we are just like, oh, this old pictures, I, whatever. I know. Because you're sitting there all creeped. You're sitting there all creeped up, so. It's like a horror movie. We stepped up the ladder, we're looking at this long attic, and all there is in the middle is this chest, and you're just like, you flash back to every horror movie you've ever seen, like, hmm. Bolt or open it. <laughs> and then you well, see yeah. like your wife's face in a group picture somewhere from 1912. Ooh, like the Nick Cage picture from the Civil War, you know, time traveler. Exactly. Keanu Reeves. But yeah. Civil War, I think. Jeez. But as for the house we just we were talking about, like, there's an attic there too. I never went in actually, but there's so many like it was in the. There's lots of mold in that house and stuff. One of the reasons we moved, which again could be contributed to some of the things people saw, like, but we had the EMF and all that, like, all that kind of stuff checked because you know yeah. we had to debunk everything. So there was electrical issues. So I'm like, hey buddy, can you check wow. all this stuff out and and see like is it any of this? And they said there was nothing in there that would cause <clears throat> the EMF kind of headaches or so we had all that covered. So like, if it was just the stuff we talked about now, like the boogeyman, their room seemed creepy, and, you know, the neighbors had some experiences, and we had, we fought, I would have just been like, eh, because you, you had done the same thing, we're both like, nah, doesn't prove yeah. anything, right, but then you get to the part where you start seeing, I was just about to swear, you start seeing people walking in your house, which makes no sense, for example, like, multiple times I would walk by the bedroom or something, I thought the wife was out having a smoke, I'm like, what do you, how'd you get up here so fast, I'm up here, but no one's in the room, and you clearly saw someone walk in. <clears throat> and, wow. like, well, not to jump ahead, but when we were moving, like, one of the things was, like, I'm upstairs looking down that balcony thing, and I see some dude in black hoodie with spiky, short spiky hair walk into the kitchen. I'm like, what the hell? And you run huh. down there, and there's no there. Like, clear as day. It's not like, oh, play in my eyes or whatever. It was like, okay, I just saw that dude walk in there. So, you in know. a black hoodie. Yeah, and which is weird because I wear black hoodies and I have a buzzed head, but it's not spiky. So, and I'm fat. This person wasn't huh. fat. So. <laughs> yeah. But so. interesting that they're relatively modern clothes. I mean, spiky hair and a black hoodie is somebody who has to have been around at least in the past fifty years, right? They had not well, a lot of black hoodies in World War One. Yeah. Well, weird things we did find in there. We found like, um, 
we're cleaning the they didn't clean that place up too good before we moved in it, which should have given us a sign to like run. We had nowhere else to live at the moment, but we were looking through the the cupboards and stuff, and the wife knocks something out. And we look down at it is an AIDS testing kit. Oh wow! Which was sealed up perfectly fine, like you know. Yeah, no but. And it had this, there was a license attached like inside the baggie, too, of this, uh, I'm not being rude, but I don't know if it was a Mexican dude or if it was a Middle Eastern dude. Like, it was too close to tell kind of thing looking at the picture, and the name was in between there, too. You know, I can't remember the name, but it was, like, somewhere in between. So I don't I don't know. That's, there had to be someone that lived there if it was there. So it's like, hmm. And the history of that townhouse area used to be the bad area of town, you know, like where the cops were every night busting dealers until the people bought it and kicked those people out. Because there's nice people yeah. that live there. It's not like they're criminals or anything. So the experiences in the second house specifically, or surrounding the second house, aren't limited just to the kids. You've seen somebody walking clearly in the house. You told yeah. me a story about a friend of the family, though, right? I, I, that one kind of freaked me out. I'd love to get that one out there. You know what I'm referring to? Are we talking about the the whole exorcism kind of deal. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I'll save that one for last, but to burn through okay. some of them, it, it involves, like, me, the wife, the dogs, the kids, like, everybody, and, like, people would not want to come into our house because they thought it was just creepy feeling or whatever, but uh, you seen the you could see the people walking through the house kind of deal. You would see, like shadows, again, some of this stuff can be debunked, like you see a shadow, it could be somebody outside of the main street, it could be like, you know, someone walking by a street light, car, shadow, whatever, but we, I, I saw that dude clear as day walk into my kitchen, and I seen him walking around multiple times, but you have that, we had one, like I've had Angela FaceTime me, because when things were getting to like a, a heightened point, I'm like, I know Angela from the network, from uh, Inside the Unknown here, and <clears throat> Beacon of Light, she's a legit medium. Like, you know me, 90% of psychics, mediums, I think, are BS. I've talked to a lot of them, and it's only, like, two of them has ever ever actually uh, won me over. So <clears throat> I had her FaceTime the one time, and, like, she's looking around, and she's freaking out, because she had messaged me, side note to the story, she had messaged me, and she's like, dude, I had the weirdest dream. I was walking up this metal wrought iron staircase, and... I was in this room I had never been in before, and she described, like, my dresser with the big mirror on it. And she's like, and I seen you and Lindsay sleeping. It was really weird. She just sounds creepy, huh? She's like, I'm not astro-projecting myself to your house, but it's very weird. She had never seen my house before at this point. And then she's FaceTiming me, and she, like, her jaw drops. She's like, oh, my God. Much harsher words. That's the staircase. I'm like, are you sure? She's like, yeah. She's like, hold on, don't move, because we only saw the side of the staircase. She's like, okay, so we're going to go up a bunch of steps now, and then... There's going to be the boys' room, right? She hadn't seen up yet. I'm like, uh-huh. She's like, and then I'm going to walk by the room in the bathroom. I'm like, uh-huh. So she's, like, describing my upstairs before we even go up there. And I'm like, and at the time, I'm like, oh, my God, this is that conversation we had. And then she see, sees the bedroom. She's like, oh, my God, I was here. And she, I'm like, why was that so creepy to you when you told me about it? She's like, because I saw some creepy dude in your room who wanted me to go away. I'm like, oh, my good stuff. And, uh, so, so you I'm live like, in Twin Peaks, right? Apparently, man. Because then she, we're walking by, and the, the kids are saying hi to her and stuff like that. And yeah. And then Annika, Annika's room, my stepdaughter, she had her radio on, and, you know, Angela's like, oh, hi. I'm like, she's like, oh, hi, how you doing? And all of a sudden the radio goes, <laughs> cuts off. 
No, like, gosh. Okay. And everybody's looking around. I'm like, don't worry about it. The power sucks in this house. It'll probably just come right back on. Literally, as we walked away back towards the staircase here, <laughs> back on. I'm like, okay. Could be coincidence. Could be something weird, but that's weird timing, nonetheless. Uh, and, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd be yeah. weirded out, too. Yeah. Another really messed up time was, like, we're sitting there, and the dog is going, can I say the S word on your show or no? Go for it. I can always leap you out with an ooh-la-la. Okay. Well, the dog went ape. You know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> he would not go near the door. He would not let the wife go near the back door. He would not let, like, me go near the back door of the kids. He was, like, freaking out. This dog is, he he yaps, and he he's a puppy. He hasn't been snipped yet. And he's, like, a little bouncy, bouncy, but he doesn't, like, jump up and hug you. I'm like, no, don't go near that door. Like, he's literally on his back feet pushing us away from the door. I'm like, what is your deal? And finally I got him, like, muzzled him, put him on a leash. I'm like, get out of my way. Put him in his crate, look outside. I'm like, there's nothing there, man. What is your problem? And he's freaking out, like, ripping his muzzle, going crazy in his crate. I'm like, fine, I'll let you out, whatever. Did not want anybody to go there. And later, and then Angela, I, again, Angela, I'm like, hey, dude, like, my dog's going crazy. You see anything weird? And she's like, and my wife wasn't there at this time. She had left because she's like, well, i got to go up. But why is he being so weird? I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, whatever, I'll just, she'll just figure it out eventually. Maybe there's an animal out there. <laughs> so she leaves. I FaceTime Angela. I'm like, dude, getting a little weirded out here. See anything weird in my house since you apparently could ask her to project into my room and see a crazy dude? And she's like, point me to the door. She she looks out the door and she's like, there's a woman who's very angry at you. I don't know why. But she And then she's like, I, I don't know why. There's just a very angry woman out there. She's like, just keep your back door closed for a bit because you don't want to let something in. And then, you know, once the dog comes down, let him go outside, sniff go to the bathroom, he'll be fine. So that night, the wife came home, and she had swear, her and her friends swear they saw some dude in the back there with a, an old-school baseball, or paper, what do you call it, the newspaper guys with those stupid little hats? Newsboy yeah, a little newsy hat, yeah, yeah. But they didn't couldn't know if it was a dude or a lady, and they're, like, they seen that out back, and, like, what is with the lady and the freaking, she's mad, and blah, 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 I'm like, this is just weird. So, dog did that so a few more times. Was she insinuating that there was something otherworldly or just a person, a human, a woman there? Like, was she From seeing the a, woman a woman on the afterpoint? Yeah, like a woman and ghost who was angry about something. I was like, okay, that's new. Huh. Usually it's a dude everybody's scared of, but okay. And okay. all that goes on. And then one time, I sent, when we were moving out, I sent Angela a picture of the, the staircase because it was weird. We were moving stuff out, and it sounds stupid because I always used to, like, grit my teeth when I interviewed people who were like, yeah, when you're moving, it's like the house gets angry. Like, right her said, right? I'm like, yeah. weird, this house just seems so mad that we're leaving. And uh, we're, I'm sitting on the staircase at the very top, just taking a break from lifting crap. And it kept feeling like someone was trying to hoof me down the stairs kind of deal. I turned on my... Hmm. and Yes, I'm going to say iOvulus, the app, because 90% of the apps are garbage. You know this. We've talked about this. I don't buy them generally. Uh-huh. But this one here, it'll, it'll, I've used it enough joking around with it to know that it'll just say random words, right? Unless, yeah. and, but recently, like, you go to a cemetery or, or someplace that you know is legit messed up like that house, it will make sense, which is kind of weird. Like, you ask a question, it'll, it'll make sense with answers. So, And I don't keep it on my phone nonstop. I delete it and re-download it when I'm going to use it so you don't have to worry about it learning your speak somehow or whatever. So I'm literally sitting on the stairs, and it says, push, stairs. 
man, angry. And it's going on and on. I'm like, I'm getting off right now. <laughs> so, again, random word generator could be coincidence. But, you know, so then I take a picture of the stairs. I'm like, Angela, why am I scared of my stairs? She gets... She's such a cool chick. She never gets mad at me for bugging her a lot about this stuff. And first thing she says, like, oh, my God, I've seen those stairs before, but why? all that goes through my head right now is who got pushed down those stairs? I hadn't told her anything. I just said, why am I freaked out of these stairs? I'm like, huh, that's even weirder. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. And then the thing that made me never want to go back to that house ever again was the final night I was there. I told you, well, we'll get into the crazy exorcist thing in a minute, because I have to change names. I'm trying to figure out fake names. But, uh, <laughs> we, I'm sitting in the car. I got, like, a little Caesar's pizza. We're about to move the last of our stuff. And the wife went over to talk to one of her friends. I'm like, well, I'm fat. I'll sit here and eat pizza for a minute. <laughs> I'm like, okay. get me when you're done, and I'll, I'll go in the house. And uh, meanwhile, it's code for I was a big pee. <laughs> I didn't want to go in the house. But I'm sitting there eating the pizza, and I see our front door open and close. You know how you see, like, the reflection in the rearview mirror, like, open and close. Yeah. Clear as day. And I'm like, huh, okay, that was quick. So I put my pizza down, get out, walk into the house, not, like, more than two or three steps into the house, and I close the door. And, yes, townhouse, thin walls. The neighbor's kids were not there, and the other neighbor's kids were not there for reasons I won't go into, personal life stuff, but... So okay. no other kids around, fine, we're at the grandparents. So I walk in the house, and all I hear in a little girl voice is, Daddy, hi, Daddy. And I'm like, I'm like, F-bomb, no, nope, 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 F-bomb, 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 right out the door. I'm like, nope, I'm done, that ain't happening, no thank you. <laughs> and the whole, and then the eye obvious thing, I, I had set my phone down on like a little bookcase we had to take out of there. I come back in, it had spit out like 200 words over and over and over and over again. And one of them was, Daddy, little girl, this, that, and the other thing. And it said like... No, you're, uh, you're, make, you're making that up, man. You're making that up. That's I, it. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. It's too perfect. I don't believe it. I swear you, sir. No no lie. And then it, it said... Uh, How are you going to come on The Invisible World and make up stories like this, man? It's a news show. Seriously. Uh-huh. Make up kick you in here. <laughs> did that did that really ha that, that really happened that way. The ovulus just kept saying mommy, mommy over and over again. No no it didn't say mommy it said little girl and it said daddy. Only one. Daddy. Or, yeah. But and it, it spit out like God. two, three hundred freaking <laughs> words ago and I'm reading this thing over and it's like, um, don't cook, fire, kids in danger and it's just it's making sense everything it says instead of word generator. I'm like, This is just messed up. So yeah, that is messed up. Because usually you set this thing down. Like if I had it on my, I'll see if I can download. See if you can hear it on here. I'll just get my sound down for now so I get it. But uh, it'll just yeah. spit out like moose, cow, fire. <laughs> it doesn't do anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It, but first, it just starts saying like, you know, don't cook danger kids and it's like it's like really that's just no. <laughs> hey, what did you just do by the way? Did you just open something or? Nope, I'm Make just pressing download. I'm just pressing download on the iOvulus. My sound's off. Okay, there was there was some static that just kind of like. Uh, it was, uh, oh, my finger might have my finger might have hit the the voice part because the baby was screaming. Okay. I was trying to okay. keep it quiet, so that's probably what it was. But when it's making sense, it freaks you out because like the one time I went to my grandparents' grave and I set it down on their tombstone and it's like Harry, Dave, and it's saying like all his grandkids' names and Harry, his brother Harry, is buried. 
right next to him, like <laughs> two over, and it's just like, huh. It's a little coincidence. It, it's proven itself sometimes, man. I'm not going to lie. So, well, here, I'm going to jack the sound of this and put it towards the phones. Let me know if you can hear. We can cut it out later if it doesn't work. But here's an example. Four. Greg. Anna. And see how long it pauses between. It said four, Greg, Anna. Like, that has any relevance yeah. at all right now, right? So, it's a random word generator, and it's pointless, but when it starts saying that stuff, it's a little weird. <laughs> and then it'll come up again with this exorcist thing. So, without saying names and people, I'm just going to put it as vaguely as possible and just give you the, the events. <clears throat> um, this person we know who we weren't incredibly close to and didn't have any major information about us kind of thing, went for a drive with with my wife and they go out and they didn't know where they were going and you, you've heard me mention that extremely creepy cemetery before right on your show I believe yeah. it was or a spectral and absolutely they drove by there they didn't go in they're just right at the gates or whatever and this chick like knowing her well enough that she's in the complex I'd never heard her speak a different language I'd never heard her act like this or anything so you know again it could just be someone acting like an idiot but she starts laughing uncontrollably to start and then growling and grunting comes into play when she's in the back seat alone and then oh, wow. there's different tones when she speaks and you know swear to god she's speaking arabic because they're like we don't understand this language she's speaking so usually when you hear of that possession crap that's used the language so I just Googled so I'm like, is this what it was? I gave them two examples, and they picked the Arabic one twice. So apparently she's picking Arabic, speaking Arabic. So all that stuff happens, and then she says to one of the people, well, I'm not going to name their name, um, starts singing a certain song to them, which she had no way of knowing was a song that her dad had sang to her when she was a kid, who was dead now. Can you say the song? The Ding Dang Wada Wada Bing Bang song. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. it, it is a uh, gibberish, the 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 witch doctor song, yeah. Yeah, so I forgot about the witch doctor part. <laughs> yeah, but uh, uh, the witch doctor went to the witch doctor, and this is what he said: "Ooh, ee, ooh, ah, ah, bing, bang, walla, bing, bang." That's good radio. I only, right know, there. The, I only know the "Wada Wada Bing Bang" part from the Marine Land commercial. So, <laughs> but anyway, ah. um, she starts singing that, and then like she looks back at the, the same girl, and she's like, "Don't worry, you know what's going on." Like, all this weird shit. And then they go into my... Which I thought was a dumb idea. They took him into our old house when they still was getting stuff out of there. Alone at, like, 2, 3 in the morning, whatever it was. And this chick just sits down in my computer chair. Gotta love that. Uh-huh. My chair. One place she decides to sit if she really is possessed or something. <laughs> yeah. And she's being all ridiculous and all this stuff again. And then she belly flops onto the floor. And is still laughing uncontrollably. And then someone asks her, like, Dude, stop effing around. You know, it's not funny anymore. She's getting a little ridiculous. <clears throat> like, cut it out. And this chick doesn't swear. She's like one of those um, goody-goody, hoity-toity, doesn't swear kind of people. And she just turns her head in a grunt voice and is just like, F you. And then went silent. And a few minutes later, the chick stands up and she looks all terrified. Like, what? Why? It wasn't She didn't remember how she got there, why she was there. And she's all freaking out and she runs away crying. That's how that event ended. So then... Oh, boy. You know me, 
skeptic till the end, right? Because I wasn't there. This yeah. is just all told me. And I'm like, okay, this chick watched The Exorcist way too many times. <laughs> like, whatever. So we go there, and we're pulling into the into where we parked to get our stuff, and we see her in her, I guess we call it a den, whatever you want to call it, dining room, whatever, in the big bay window, and she was, like, creepily uh-huh. staring at us. Knew we were coming. It was, like, the next day. <laughs> like, okay. okay that's, that's a little creepy, but coincidental, whatever. So then we go yeah. to, we go in our place, grab some stuff, and we're, I turn on the eye of this again, right? Her name pops up. Huh. Multiple times, and says, like, ascend. Multiple times, right? And it says demon, then it says a whole bunch of other crap, right? So I'm like, okay. Again, I'm like, two months down. There's no, way, there's no way this thing is that spot on, right? So we go okay. outside, and the wife goes to talk to one of her friends, and we took a break. And... This is only, like, two minutes in between because we just walked around to see what we had to get, and then she went out for a smoke. So this person that we saw in their bay window was one of our neighborish people. They would have had to walk by our front door where we're standing to, like, get past us, right? And we had just yeah. seen her in the in the mirror or window thing. So we go next door to talk to her, her other friend. She's having a smoke. This chick whips open the freaking drapes. She was in this chick's house the whole time, apparently, even though we saw her in the freaking window. And she sticks her head out that other chick's window, and she's like, I knew you guys were here. I'm just like, wow, okay. Whoa. <laughs> and and the the biggest thing that they were telling me that she had this horrible rotten egg smell around her that night. She was doing all the exorcist kind of stuff, right? I'm like, okay, yeah. maybe she's had gas. I'm like, that's just too mm. too spot on perfect to be. But when she walked outside yeah. to talk to us when she walked outside to talk to us, I kid you not, rotten egg smell. Everybody smelled it, it was gross. Some dude parked his car and walked by us and he's like, Oh guys, what does it smell? So I'm like, Okay. Very weird. Huh. So we haven't we haven't really talked to her since, so I don't know what's going on with her, but the computer chair. Then we bring it home to our new place that day, right? Yeah. No one's home but us and the dog, so when we go grab all the stuff, I'm not taking the kids back to that house repeatedly or whatever. So take a chair, the one I'm sitting in right now, and we bring it in the house. Dog doesn't know we have yet, because when you walk in this new house, he's in another room with a wall. He can't see when we come in, right? He is yeah. losing his ever-loving, you know, <laughs> going nuts and barking, growling, hair standing up. I'm like, what is your deal, man? I let him out. I'm like, dude, you all right? And he runs past me, jumps my computer chair, knocks it over, and tries to like, kill my chair. Really? Yeah, after we Febrezed it and like cleaned it up and stuff because it was dusty where it was. And I'm like, okay, you good now? And he still, still hates my chair to this day. Well, I mean, the thing smells like rotten eggs by this point, so I would assume that he just didn't like or the smell. A, or a possessed chick's head in my chair. Either way, however you want to look at it, right? Like, it could be mental illness. It could be... Who knows exactly what that was, but all the coincidences uh, you, and stuff. Just... You actually cut out just now. You, you said it could be mental illness, and then there was silence. Oh, sorry. Did you say something? Oh, waiting. Um, it could ah, be okay. It could be mental illness. It he could be another like, one. Too. Yeah, it could be a bunch of other things, but who knows? But when it all adds up, everything together, yeah. And then we we went back. Made, we made multiple trips because our movers kind of kind of screwed us and didn't take everything. So we had a lot of stuff to get ourselves. And we went there at night, and if you're hearing that noise, my heat vents right next to me just went on. Um, cool. We went back, got some stuff, and we stopped at the, 
the grocery store, buy our house, little corner store thing, got a drink. And when you drive back to where we live now, you drive past our old house and you can see the bedrooms. Nobody there. No one at all. Because we had the only key, and like the super had a key, but he's a big fat dude. So if he was up there, you could tell it would be a big fat dude, right? Mm-hmm. A dude about the description of the short-haired hoodie guy, Shadow, yeah. walking through every bedroom. Which would be all the kids' bedrooms and ours. We could see them from the street, and we're like, what the F? We, she stops, we back up, and we park in this little French uh, French hall building behind where we used to live. We pulled in, we look, and we're watching this, this shadow thing walking, you know, walking through. And, of course, idiot like myself, I'm always like, why don't you just take pictures? I was in such shock that I didn't take a picture or video, which I'm kicking myself now. <laughs> I'm just like, okay, weird. So those are our experiences. Other little ones... That might be interesting to you guys. Remember that thing said, don't cook, danger, kids in danger, fire, whatever? Well, yeah. every time I went back in that house for some reason, never had this issue when we lived there, the dial on the oven was turned just about to the one every day, and I would turn it back up to the, the off spot, and every oh. time I went back, it was at almost one. So I'm like, come on. Someone's got to be coming in here messing with stuff, right? But there's no sign anybody had been in there. The super swore up and down he wasn't in there. Well, I'm like, you better watch that thing because either there's a glitch or <laughs> something's trying to set the place on fire or something. But yeah. that happened multiple times. Our neighbors were like, why'd you leave your lights on? They're getting mad because the hydro's in their name now because you guys moved out. And we're like, we turned every light off. I'm anal about that because my grandfather was a fireman and you don't leave lights on. You know, he drilled that in their head at a young age to make sure everything's off. So all that together, man. Like, I know some people can debunk a lot of this stuff, probably, if they were, like, really thinking of it, but I know what I saw, and I know what creeped me out. <laughs> I, yeah. What do you think? Well, well part of the reason... I'm going to give... <laughs> sure. Part of the reason I wanted to... Uh, I really wanted you to say all of this on the radio mm. is that it sounds too good to be true. I know. What's that? I know. I was gonna say you were gonna make fun of me. I was like, it's, yeah, but yeah. No, no, no. It, is, it sounds too good to be true. It's yeah. a horror movie, and honestly, if I didn't know you personally outside of this radio show, and someone came on the show and said, and then there was the smell of eggs, and then there was X, Y, and Z, it's kind of like when someone describes a demon to you, but what they're describing is from Dante's Inferno and has no basis <laughs> in anything other than fiction, because they. Yeah associate that. Now, you could say that they're matrixing and seeing something real that has horns and a tail, but everything that you say has the hallmarks of a horror movie from the 80s or, a, or some kind of spooky story. <laughs> yeah. That's weird. I know, and I'm the, first, I'm the first one like you if someone would come on. Like, I had someone on one time and they were describing their story and like, I'm down with the whole thing up until like a certain point where I'm not going to say exactly what happened because the guest might be listening he might get pissed. But he tells me uh-huh. one thing, one thing that happened, and I'm just sitting here like, okay, you lost me. That's such, <laughs> there's no exactly. freaking way. And, I mean, but I, I won't say that on air, obviously, because yeah. I'm not a jerk to the guests. But, yeah, I'm just like, man. But, no, like, I'll sit here, and I don't care if people write in and say they can debunk stuff, but I'll flat out say this. I saw weird people walking into my house that were not there, and I'm not crazy. Because <laughs> I looked around trying to debunk it. I seen the shell thing walking in the house. Again, not crazy. Stopped, looked twice to make sure. Yeah, I'm an idiot. I didn't take a picture, but whatever. I talked to a medium with FaceTime and, like, look. And she tells me that my dog is freaking out. It could have been an animal. 
I'm not going to say definitely it was some scary old lady or someone in a newsboy hat. Like, Yeah. Could it have been? Yes. Could it have been an animal? Yes. As long as you can see outside night vision and make sure there's no animals there. I'm not going to say everything that happened was definitely a ghost, but some bad's in the house, man, and it did not want yeah. us to leave. Because you know me, I'm, I, I, I'm a bit of a jerk with this stuff. The last day mm-hmm. we were there, like the very last time we picked up stuff, when I knew I wasn't going back, I literally looked, opened the door, yelled in the house, F you, you pizza, <laughs> I'm leaving, you can torment somebody else. <laughs> and I got the worst chill, and it was like warm out that day, <laughs> I got the worst chill up and down my spine, and you know that feeling where you think someone's staring you, staring at you like they want you dead? <laughs> that feeling yeah. happened, I was like, okay, guess I'm not coming back here again. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, Lucent doesn't follow you. I, uh, yeah. I'll say the, the takeaway from this whole thing, though, like when I was getting it before, it's it's got all the hallmarks of a horror movie, the way that you see it, because you know what? That's the language you speak, Terry. You yeah. love horror movies. You love spooky stories. You talk about ghosts on the radio. So mm-hmm. if you experience something, how you're going to interpret it, and, and I'm not saying that this is your knee-jerk reaction to go to ghosts, because I don't think that you're like that at all. But no. well, you were that's in, the you language were in that, house. that you... I was. I was in that house, and I actually to add my own thing, stood there as a picture flew off the wall and broke while I was standing in the doorway to your back room. And I don't know if the kid hit it or what, but for some reason, (laughs) there was broken glass everywhere with these poor kids running around uh, in their playroom. Uh, And all you were worried about is if your wife's going to be mad when she comes home. That was kind of funny, too. Yeah, I was worried about the kids, and oh, God, that's mom's favorite picture. She's going to be mad. (laughs) You were worried about the kids, too. I didn't mean to say it like that. Yeah. But uh, did you feel creeped out in that house? Because that was like a couple months before it got hardcore. Did you feel anything weird in there? I mean, besides the picture. (laughs) Of course, of course, I'd love to say yes immediately, but I mean, Mm. other than that, I don't remember. But you know what? I'll say 90% of the time when you feel something weird, you dismiss it as a chill the same way that you're saying. Uh, but my point is this. It's, you don't need, if you're listening at home right now, if you listen to The Invisible World because you like space flight and you don't believe in mediums and things like that, you don't need to believe in this stuff. All, all you can say is that weird stuff happened. Be it yeah. because of... And, you, and it's not isolated to... The kid. It's not isolated to something else. And I trust Terry. Well, Terry it. said that. Go on. I was gonna say it's, it's animals. It's me. It's wife. It's kids. It's neighbors. It's like it's a lot of different people. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. I and and it it is terrifying. Now, of course, you can argue all of these people may know what Terry does for a living and are somehow springboarding off of this. All I know I'll is that say, he didn't make it up. Yeah, I, I'll say the the quote-unquote possessed chick or whatever. Mm-hmm. I never told her that I'm aware of that I have a show. Doesn't mean someone else didn't. So, uh-huh. But she didn't know if my wife was taking her to Timmy's that day or to a cemetery. So she had no idea before she started doing all the weird stuff. So it's just all the stuff in between, right? It's like... Yeah. And, and even when all stuff happened, I'm like, okay. I'm calling, like, I called you and I called... Alan, I called Hawk. I'm like, I need three people's opinion. <laughs> and yeah. you gave me the straight up, like, did she know? Did she watch a movie? Did she plan? Like, like you saw her now. Yeah. Alan, I'm at, like, okay, I've witnessed 
<laughs> an exorcism. I'm like, I know, that's why I'm asking. He's like, I'm going to say mental illness, man. He's like, unless her head spins and she's floating and, like, you throw her across and she burns. <laughs> He's like, I'm sorry, i got to go with mental illness. And and then Hawk was like, well, it sounds like possession, but I have to go with the other two on this one, too. So I'm like, well, there you go. Like, and I wasn't there, so I can't say for sure. I saw her eyes turn black and she was like, blah, you know. Yeah. So. And that's really I it. I mean, you accidentally hit the nail on the head right there. You weren't there. So yeah. this is, in essence, you. Because, I mean, whoever told you the story, right? We know who told you the story. But whoever told, tells you this story third-hand could mm-hmm. be just as affected in a mundane way by whatever's going on. But there is something going on, be it mental illness, well, yeah. be it extra-dimensional creatures rather than ghosts. I mean, this is the other thing. We put labels on this stuff where there's a ghost of a guy in a hoodie. How do you know it's not you from the future or aliens or, or, yeah, or the long laundry list of other things? What's that? I hope I lose that much weight in the future. <laughs> exactly. Spike your hair up. You buy a new, fresh, black hoodie to replace your old one. Oh, there's like six in my closet. Don't worry. But <laughs> but that's the thing, though, right? Like when I first heard that story about the the chick, right? Yeah. And the person telling me, we're not gonna say who told me, but the person telling me is just getting mad because all first thing I'm doing is like, okay, but okay, but but could have been. Did they know? And, and it's like, but just let me tell the story. I'm like, well, I automatically go to debunking this stuff, right? And then yeah. the only thing that, the thing that gets me the most about that story that I'll give it some credibility, knowing that song. Well, there's no way she should, could have known that song. I didn't even know that. And the fact that, see, I can't, if they had recordings of the voices, I would give that credence, but they don't. But the fact she, that she sat in my chair was the last place she sat yeah. before she got normal, and my dog tried to kill my chair, which he used to love and sit by my feet while I was in it. Those yeah. are the things I'm like, hmm, you know, some there. But doesn't mean it's like Beelzebub coming to like, blah, <laughs> But I'll go on record as saying, yeah, some of it could just be something else. Like, it could have been an animal outside of my uh, dog freaked out. Like, I saw the the things I saw, and I know that part. I'm not going to debunk what I saw. <laughs> yeah. Except for, like, maybe some of the shadows. Like I said, it could have been a street, could have been a car light flashing off somebody. Yeah. But when you see a dude clear as day walking into your kitchen or walking into a bedroom, it's like, okay, <laughs> I'm not nuts. <laughs> we know this. So, how do you so here's, a, here's a six million dollar question, Terry. Mm-hmm. We're talking about whether or not it is or is not this thing that we just assume that it is, right? Mm-hmm. You also talk about this stuff on the radio all the time. In right. your opinion, does your involvement with the paranormal as an entertainment form play mm-hmm. into these strange happenings that you just spoke about? Do you think there may be some sort of causal relationship between you being involved in this stuff prior and then are you did you attract some kind of juju because of that or maybe the opposite that you have some sort of connection to this unknown stuff that did in fact cause you to gravitate towards working in paranormal fields somehow beforehand um i'll go with what tim yancey told me when i started the show i did a written interview with him and then i asked him to be on the show and he he he's like do you sure you want to do this show i'm like well, yeah, interesting. I want to learn. I want to interview these people. Why? He's like, he's like, don't think of it because I'm like a religious person or anything like that. You know, like pushing religion on me or anything. But he's like, once you turn the light on, dude, the moths are gonna come to the flame. 
and they're not going to go away. And I was like, huh, that's always stuck with me. And if you want to think about the first house with the footsteps and stuff, that's where the network started. And the new house <clears throat> is where, you know, it picked up and we got huge. And I interviewed multiple creepy, scary people in that house. But I don't know. It could be the moth with the flame thing. And even looking at everything that happened, me telling the story right now, am I convinced that house is haunted? Yes. Is there something bad in there? Yes. Did everything we experienced, was it ghostly? Don't know. Can't say for sure. So, I, I'm all for interpretation. If anybody emails in and has a thought, let me know. Because I'll tell you what we debunked, what we tried. and mm, So, and I know you guys are not going to BS me, right? <laughs> Your first thing is like, come on, did that really happen? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know let me ask you. There's other people out there listening who are into this because of their interest in ghosts. And some might have had a similar experience. What would you say to other people out there who perceive themselves in a similar situation to what you just described? Mm, don't jump to the conclusion right away that it's a ghosty. But if you start seeing, like, people walking around, like, clear as day, and, like, it all adds up and it all connects, and you might want to talk to somebody first and look into it. Don't automatically jump and scare the hell out of everybody in your house, right? So it's not like I ran up to, like, little kids and was like, the Pokemon is a ghost. He's coming to get you. Don't talk to him. Run! <laughs> like, no, you just sit there and think about it and, like, hmm, what could cause this? What could cause that? You know? Because I was always talking to you, guys, you or Alan or, like, people who actually go out and investigate and have experienced the weird stuff. And I get your opinions first, and then I go from there, right? Because yeah. at one point I thought it was this weird furniture we bought for the kids' room that was causing stuff. So, excuse me. So I got rid of that and got new stuff because it was from a really creepy place. We got it from anyway. I don't know why we bought it, but we just kind of did. But it kept going on after that. So I was like, well, wasn't that? So we tried everything. Like, aside from like, at one point I'm not gonna lie, it got so creepy during all this. I even considered going to get like a priest dude and be like, can you just like, uh, you know. I'm not religious, but bless this place just to be safe. <laughs> or, or if, like, Angela, fly down here and smudge my house. <laughs> it was getting to that point, but yeah. nothing bad here. So, you know, the two houses in a row, I thought maybe somebody was was haunted or whatever or attached. But the moving day in here, like, I sat in this house by myself for, like, six hours while movers got stuff and while people hooked things up and, you know, all that stuff. Felt great in here. No issues, nothing. Yeah. So, first time I've had a scary dream was like last couple of days after we decided to do this, but that could just be coincidence. So, nothing, nothing bad though. So, knock on wood, it continues to do that. <laughs> just make sure that wood is blessed by a priest. <laughs> All right, so, man, but yeah. But I do want to say, just as a last kind of comment about this, you guys listening at home, keep an open mind. But make sure it's on a level head. Mm. We're talking about all these ideas, and Terry has just mentioned all these different options that things could be and weighing the options and whatnot. You can give power to bad things, apparently, allegedly. Mm. It be it an evil spirit or whatever. If you think about it too much and talk about it and, and consider all these things, you give it power. But that's not the only thing you can give power to. You can also give powers to ideas, ideas that are in your head. The brain is the most amazing tool in the, 
universe mm-hmm. and can do some pretty cool things if you give it power to do so. And by doing yeah. that is entertaining things in a resolute way without keeping your mind open. And when I say keep your mind open, I don't mean that people who don't believe in ghosts should believe, should entertain that there are ghosts. More so the other way around. Just be open to it being anything before you end up cementing something in your mind. Yeah. And can I just say one thing quick? I'm not doing this for not doing this for ratings or anything. Because if I was, I would have done it on my own show, or I would have tried to like get on George Norrie's show or something like that, or, or something like that. We and Frank talked about. It. He's like, "This would make a cool episode. You want to talk about it?" I'm like, oh, "Whatever." Not like I'm going to try and get rich and like write a book and exaggerate the stories and you know try and get a movie made or something. This is what happened. I shared it. I think there's something up with that house. Other people can have their own opinion, right? So, Terry, this is awesome. Thanks so much for being on the show, and thank you for sharing your story, man. This was, uh, this was actually really kind of letting down your guard, and, uh, and I really oh, yeah. appreciate it. Oh. Well, thank you again, sir. been a pleasure. Right on, man. You have a good night. And there you have it. I feel like there's a Netflix series in there somewhere. Now, one thing that stood out to me in this episode was the idea of what we tell our kids. And Terry brings it up as sort of a, an incidental comment, an aside early on in the interview, by comforting them in claiming that we absolutely know that what they claim to experience in regards to the boogeyman and imaginary friends, that it's not real, is that in turn hampering their ability to be aware of these things after a certain age. It's that whole classic concept, animals and small children being able to see things that we cannot or interact with things that we aren't aware of anymore. And all of those strange stories I've talked about here on the show regarding children who remember being on a ship in World War II and providing all these specific details and things of the like. Is it something that, if it were encouraged instead, would develop in a different way? Also be sort of a terrifying childhood. What do you guys think? Shoot me an email, drop me a line on Facebook, uh, theinvisibleworldshow at gmail.com or Facebook slash theinvisibleworldshow. And, uh, and yeah, love to hear your thoughts on that. But we are winding down here if I might finish things off with the final thought. Now, often on the show, I urge you guys all to share your stories with me, with each other, with other shows across the board. In fact, I think that was the end of last episode's final thought. Well, of course that applies to us here on this side of the glass as well. While we here in the media must remain as impartial as we can when telling you the news of the day, it's always good to hear some insight into the strange circumstances of our own lives. While I myself, and Terry as well, maintain that we simply cannot know definitively what any of this stuff is, I feel that it's comforting for people to hear that you're not alone in your similar experiences, whatever the truth behind it. So keep an open mind. But keep sharing your stories, and keep listening to other people's stories. And with that, we end this very special episode of The Invisible World. As always, I want to thank Trash80 for the intro and outro music, and a huge thanks to Mr. Terry Koenig for deciding on this show to finally share his story with you all. For more on Terry and his network, there's a link in the show notes, but chances are you already have it bookmarked on whatever you're listening to my voice through now. Speaking of which, new episode of Spectral Retrospective dropped over the past week, so check that out on the same network. Once again, thank you to everyone here and everyone out there. This has been The Invisible World. I'm Frank Todaro, reminding you to be good to each other and keep looking forward. 